welcome to another episode within International Airport Reviews podcast series. Today, I'm speaking to Nina Smith, Head of Aviation Security Training and Human Factors at the Civil Aviation Authority. Nina is leading the CAA's work on the professionalisation of AVSEC training, working jointly with the industry to raise standards through innovative thinking. With a strong focus on quality assurance, Nina has the ability to provide us with an experienced view on security training and advise on how airports should audit these processes. As Head of Training and Human Factors within Aviation Security for the CAA, I would suppose you're extremely busy. Would it be correct to say that the human factor within aviation security is one of the biggest causes of incidents? I would say that from my experience, uh, whilst human factors can play a significant part, it's not, it's not the only element to take into account. And it's really important to conduct uh, a proper root cause analysis rather than just appropriating blame. It's not primarily about what causes incidents, but it's about levels of performance of staff, motivation, because we are looking for a sort of needle in a haystack scenario. Incidents are really rare, much rarer than in safety, for example, but we can't afford to miss anything and it's very visible to the public. So I would say that it goes much deeper than just human factors. The root cause could be the work environment, the stress people are exposed to, the motivation, the way the job is designed. So it definitely does play a part, but I would say it goes beyond that. Okay, so then how do you suggest airports and other aviation organisations can tackle this challenge? What training and procedures can be put in place? From my end of the site and from the CIA's view, it's really about uh, entities working with an environment where they're fully aware of their own vulnerabilities and they act in accordance with them. So from our point of view, that's very much about uh, SEMS, security management systems, where entities take responsibility for identifying those areas. They don't wait for us as a regulator to step in and, you know, perform their internal audit function for them. But it's also about equipping staff with the tools so that they can really work to the best of their capability. So that's around ensuring the culture of the organization supports robust security. Staff recognize what their role in that is, that they have responsibility to be aware and vigilant. And that, that isn't just the role of people who have security in their job role, very much like the culture we already have in safety. And when designing things like operating procedures and job roles, that they actually need to take the human factor into account. So, for example, we often see SOPs that are designed, but actually the first time you try them is when you have an incident um, and then you work out that they don't work because the timelines don't work or they, they work great on paper, but not in reality. So it's really about making sure that you take that into account at the design stage. Who is your audience? Have you tested it? Does it work when you actually try it out? On the training side, training has to be up to date. Things move so quickly today that that's absolutely key. It's got to be good quality and it's got to regularly be updated because that's really vital for your workforce to really um, be professional. Training is often seen as a, as a cost rather than an asset when actually without good training, our humans, we're not machines. We can't perform to a level repeatedly and consistently without sort of having to get help to get to that level. So really good training that's regularly reviewed uh, is really invaluable and shouldn't be seen as a cost. It should be seen as part of your organization's culture and your business and being really integral. Yeah, of course. How do you judge how good an airport's training is and how can an airport judge its own training? Um, so from a regulatory perspective uh, and from our oversight, uh, we have a quality assurance framework in place. So we essentially do um, an internal 
process where we give airports a self-assessment tool to look at the quality of their training. Um, and it looks at sort of your standard um, elements. Is it up to date? Are the instructors up to date? Are they professional? Are they certificated? Do they keep up with things like SCPD? The airports and other aviation entities conducting training do essentially a gap analysis. They fill in any gaps that they might have or areas they wish to improve in. And we then conduct an external audit on that training organization. And it's very much to set standards. If a training organization doesn't meet a minimum standard, we will work with them to get into that standard. So we try to work very collaboratively with them. But actually, we're finding that most training organizations take great pride in delivering good quality training. But in order to actually know whether their training is any good, internal quality assurance is absolute key. You have to know what you're facing. And we very much are finding that the culture is changing. It maybe used to be accepted in the past to just have training somewhere, but no one really knew what was going on. There was no high-level accountability for it. But these days, that's very much changing. People are fully aware that it's part of the whole sort of SEM cycle. They have to really look deeply at what's actually happening on the ground. That includes really simple things like actually uh, getting feedback from not just your trainees, but from everyone involved about actually, are you now capable of doing the job or are you more capable? And kind of it's more than one entity involved in that, I think. We really try to work with our stakeholders to get that right because we're quite aware that actually in order for them to make sure they have good quality training uh, the regulations have to be right too and um, we do a lot of our work through joint working groups literally sitting around a table getting it right international airport review is once again hosting its annual flagship conference airport it and security from the 19th to the 21st of october this year we're partnering with munich airport where over 400 senior level decision makers from over 100 global airports will gather to discuss the latest trends in IT and security. Find out more details on this conference in the podcast description below. What do you see as the big changes in aviation security affecting the training and human factors? Does automation have a big impact at the moment? Absolutely. Uh, technology and particular automation, I'd say, is, is the biggest challenge if you had to pick one. And that's primarily around the pace of change. We used to, in the past, maybe see uh, new technology come up every now and then, and it would be quite a big deal. I think everyone remembers um, the introduction of uh, security scanners as um, a relatively high-profile new technology. But now we're finding that pace happens much quicker in terms of new technology coming online or existing technology evolving. We can see that security scanners, the new generation scanners, look nothing like the old ones. They don't quite work in the same way either. And because that pace of change is happening so much quicker, it's easy to forget that actually it's great if the machine works, but unless the humans use it also know how to react to things like alarm resolutions or breakdowns that actually none of these machines can really fully function without human support. Uh, the new generation cabin um, screening equipment has a high level of automation, but the alarm resolution process very much still involves humans. So as much as we are seeing automation become a bigger part of aviation security, it's not designing a human out at this point. And um, a lot of it is geared towards passenger facilitation. And sometimes we forget that actually staff play a really big part of that process. So we try to very much encourage entities to actively plan things like staff training into it that at a really early stage of design when you bring in new equipment you think about what impact that's going to have on your staff 
things like job design. Um, we now see things like uh, remote screening rooms where staff are no longer located directly next to the x-ray. But that then has an impact on job design because staff might now spend large amounts of their day just x-raying, which means there's less variation in their duties. That might have an impact on motivation. And planning ahead on being able to mitigate that, that circle of change is now happening really rapidly. So it's it's much more that people can't really rest on the laurels of a new shiny piece of equipment. The minute you have one new equipment in, there's something else on the horizon. So that's a real challenge, I would say. And, and I can't really see that stopping because the pace of innovation, which is really positive, is, is only really going to continue. Highly likely AI is going to start playing a bigger role because there's some fantastic algorithms out there um, that are really capable. I'm sure we're going to see uh, new equipment come on at the same pace as we've seen in the past. Yeah, definitely. One time in the future, do you think aviation security will be all machines and there'll be no humans? It's a really good question. Um, I really genuinely believe that's unlikely only because equipment's really fantastic at making a very large range of relatively consistent decisions on elements that we've told it to look for, that we've told algorithms to look for, um, yes-no decisions. But the minute it gets a little bit more complicated, generally now our default is still that actually humans have to make a decision. And generally alarm resolution, I can see that even a later stage of that in a, in a future uh, sort of check one environment, would always involve a human because, for example, if you're resolving alarm and part of that you'd be talking to the passenger about what's actually happening, why they might have a certain item. I don't think we we can see at the moment that we'd be in a position where you wouldn't want human interaction. And that's not just because technology might not be capable of doing that in the future. It's because also passengers, there's a facilitation aspect of passengers around actually the journey they take through the airport and humans having contact with other humans. And I think a lot of passengers actually might not want to speak to a, a computer that tells them something is wrong and resolving it. So I can't see that happening at the moment. I think we might see more automation. It's highly likely we see that. But I think there will always be a role in the more complex decision-making and in the contact and touch points of passengers for human staff, for security staff. And then to conclude, what do you believe to be the most important, the most needed element within aviation security and its operations? I think it's, it's really about ownership by the entity, whether that's an airport or an airline or a cargo facility or an IFS facility. The whole management awareness of the whole process, and it comes back to SEMS and direction where actually at each level people are aware of what's happening. The culture is embedded and it, security is really part of the day-to-day operation of the organization and its people very much where safety is to some respect, where people are sort of very aware of how important that is. And that's not about sort of paying lip service to regulation or a particular regulatory approach. It's genuinely that I think the future approach for entities is that they understand their vulnerabilities, they understand the risks, and they can act and make decisions in accordance with that without necessarily having to react by a regulator acting. I think that environment is also much better for entities where they're not necessarily pushed by having to react to news, but where they, in some respect, can see these things where possible um, happening in their own organizations. And then the other element is really about continuing to recognize the human factor in, in that light of the change in the technological world that doesn't get forgotten about. And I think that's really one element where we just have 
to continue to remind people that actually let's remember that without putting real thought into how we integrate staff into security procedures that's going to create a vulnerability by itself and ideally we never go there ideally we always think ahead and integrating uh, the kind of human factor into it. Ah, oh, that's amazing. What a brilliant insight into aviation security. Thank you so much for joining me, Nina. Not a problem. Um, thank you very much for inviting me. It was a real pleasure. And that concludes this podcast episode. Nina's insights into the impact of human factors, her predictions for the security sector, and guidance for airports to develop training procedures were definitely thought-provoking. As technologies continue to evolve, the aviation industry must ensure all sectors within it adapt, including security. Regulatory bodies, such as the CAA, are all working to ensure this occurs, work that is imperative for the safety of both passengers and staff. Let me remind you that this podcast and all previous episodes are available on our website, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Whilst you listen, double-check you are subscribed to receive a free copy of our magazine and join us on our social media channels. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. Until the next one.